Hello, everybody. Welcome to the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here for Deleted WrestleZone. So I'm here to throw you guys some awesome discussions and topics of pro wrestling, such as promotions from AEW, WWE, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and many others. On today's topic, we're going to talk about, if you guys may or may not have heard, MLW, which stands for an acronym for Major League Wrestling. Now, um, you probably ask yourselves, how can we watch this promotion if it's not on televised? Well, that's the easiest question for you all. That's going to be on YouTube. So, if you guys have a YouTube channel, subscribe. It's great stuff. You know, I love MLW, what they have done so far, because um, there is a lot of great talent in this one. And I enjoy how it's different from WWE, AEW, Impact. But they have um, working relationships with AEW and Impact because they're wrestlers that going back and forth. And I'm not going to get through that much on that. But so you probably ask yourself, when does MLW started? Well, there's a bit of history right now. So let's start from the beginning. The formation started in 2002, which is right after when WWF now goes by WWE as Worldwide Entertainment uh, acquired World Championship Wrestling, or WCW, and Extreme Championship Wrestling, ECW. So, that's how it happened. And this was supposed to be more of the replacement for WCW. Uh, It took about a few months for these guys because they've been a hiatus because they moved the headquarters from Philadelphia to New York. And they managed to establish themselves as an alternative Sports Entertainment by founder Cord Bauer, describing the product as the most violent, hard-hitting action mix with cutting-edge storylines, which is true, and following the tradition of ECW. Now, in 2003, MLW moved its operations to Florida to negotiate deals with Sunshine Network, which is another network down in Florida, which I'm not familiarized with too much. But they did have wrestlers from ECW that actually appeared there, which consists of Sabu, Terry Funk, Shane Douglas, and Steve Corino. Now, this led to a lot of criticism by fans because this became more like the a new version of ECW. And they had to close these operations in 2004, but also... Ring of Honor became like the, the the successor after that. And years later, in 2017, there was a revival with MLW, announcing that they're re, uh, bringing MLW back. And this kind of bit went through a different direction. Given the success with the independent outlinings, MLW were able to secure a deal with BN Sports for a new programming called MLW Fusion which debuted on uh, April 20th of 2018. The first episode consists a match between Pentagon Jr. and his brother Phoenix as the main event. So if you guys know who these guys are known as, the Lucha Brothers, one of the best tag team of today and last year. But they have competed as single competitors from then on. They have like an interesting battle, like a uh, a battle royale where you have like... um kind of like a World Rumble called Battle Riot. So this is one of those um, kind of events that you you get. So basically you get 20 
wrestlers or so. Now, whoever wins this match gets a golden ticket. Basically, you have a chance to win the MLW world title. And the first one who ever won the battle right was former MMA fighter Filthy Tom Lawler, which was really good. And he was in a match against uh, Low Key. MLW even had a, a working agreement with with uh, Lucha Libre Tiplea Worldwide, which is a, one of the best promotions down in Mexico. And of course, they do have a broadcasting team in Spanish, since much of their style is based on Lucha Libre, which I'm a fan of growing up, you know. But the live programming happens on, on many places in Chicago, uh, at Sierra Stadium, uh, Fightland, but... You can see many of their uh, many of their um, events down there at the YouTube, but uh, there haven't been any sightings of their coming to certain. They only go to certain areas like Chicago, uh, Memphis, Orlando, New York, just um, smaller locations. They even had Jim Cornette as the color commentator, and I know some of you guys may or may not like him because of the way he talks. I don't blame all of you. And um, there's pretty much this now. Um, many, like I said, me, they started doing all their stuff on YouTube. But they, if you have BN Sports, then you can watch it from there. They also, the contract is kind of like exclusive contracts. Basically, they cannot allow to be in any other promotion where they like Ring of Honor or AEW. But of course, like I said, they have good relations with those promotions with AEW and Impact Wrestling. And the type of titles they have right now, they have about four. Uh, it first originally started with the World Heavyweight, currently held by Jacob Fatu as a member of the Anoi family. Then there's the National Openweight Championship by Alexander Hammerstone. That's one of the newer ones that, that started this year. Then there's the World Tag Team Championship, currently held by the Von Erichs consist of Ross and Marshall. And finally, the World Middleweight Championship, currently held by Myron Reed. So these are uh, four of the championships. Now, I'm going to assume that there will be a fifth championship. This one, I believe, will be a, f a women's championship belt. Because uh, the recent episode that they had for Fusion, they actually debuted a women's division. Now, in the past... They didn't have a full-time women's division because they normally book female wrestlers here and there, you know, but they never had them, like, full-time. And this kind of happened this year. There was talk that they were asking for this. They've been asking for a women's division, and they finally got it. And the first signee, if you are interested to know, is Zeta Zhang. If you guys are not familiar with Zeta Zhang, she participated in the Mae Young Classic. So you may have seen her there before. So basically, that's how everything changed. But let's talk about right now to talk what happened in the recent episode that they have on the on MLW Fusion episode eighty five. Even though this is episode four for us, <laughs> for us being on broad, uh, broadcasting this podcast. So it started out with uh, Marshall Von Eric was attacked by a masked assailant. Um, normally, I broadcast the MLW stuff on the YouTube, but I'm taking the YouTube week off because it's Thanksgiving. We need a Thanksgiving break, so don't criticize us on that. 
So it started out with Mar Marshall Von Erich attacked, knowing we don't know who attacked them, but my money's on Contrian. They're always the sneaky ones because they like to attack people from behind. It's no coincidence that that happened. And of course, it's still unclear who's going to face Jake Alpha 2 because the story is the Von Erichs are currently the tag team titles and Contra Unit just destroyed a promotion called Promociones Dorada, which was consistent of a uh, valid slash manager named Selena de la Renta, uh, who's like the the evil person around. I have to say, I, I, I'm a big fan of Selena de la Renta because I like how her role as the villain uh, surprises me. And, of course, <laughs> she got speared through a table by L.A. Park. But, of course, Contrina are currently want all the titles. And they told the Von Erics they got an offer they can't refuse. So, they kind of gave a contract who's going to face Jacob Fatu. And Ross and Marshall kind of debated who's going to go. So, Ross gave the opportunity to Marshall. And, of course, their friend, uh, Filthy Tom Lau, the former champion, is trying to find a way to get his title back. But he always had the Von Erichs backs because they had his back. But the first match to start out, this one is kind of bizarre. Uh, false count anywhere, but it doesn't have to be in the venue. It could be anywhere in Florida. Because it took place in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of that story where uh, Stone Cold was chasing Booker T and he tra tracked him down in a at a church. At a bingo place and, of course, a grocery store. <laughs> I mean, that it was hilarious back then. But, of course, um, Mance Warner attacked Jimmy Havoc from behind when he was coming out. Still wearing his um, entrance attire, from what I saw. And, of course, he chased him out and he had um, someone to follow him along. And then it goes to a segment with um, a a stable faction called Dynasty, consistent of Maxwell Jacob Freeman, as you know him as MJF, Richard Holiday, and Alexander Ho Alexander Hammerstone, the current um, National Openweight Champion. Uh, what's been happening is that uh, MJF kayfabe in here that he had a Botox surgery or something, or buttock, I don't know, something in his face, something like that. But it's so hilarious that... Of course, Hammer has a, a gift for these guys. But they're still dealing with the fact that they lost the tag team titles to the Von Erichs. They're trying to find a way to get their spirits back up. Um, then we jump in with um, with the with the ever first ever MLW women's match. Which is now permanently established in MLW with Zeta Zhang versus the Spider Lady. Now, nobody knows who the Spider Lady is. I... But later during the match, the Spider Lady disqualified herself for not following the ref's instructions until the Spider Lady revealed herself to be Priscilla Kelly. Now, if you guys are not familiarized with her, uh, she is the real-life wife of Darby Allen, but also much of an extremist, too. Uh, Tag Zeta Zhang, you know, all this. And she just gave a statement afterwards um, giving the women's division... A notice that they cannot hide from her. Then we continued on with the whole false count anywhere match between Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner. They go to Jimmy Havoc's apartment. I mean, it looks kind of nice. So he's trying to 
chase him down, and he did, and they keep running away. And then we jump into another match in the venue where uh, independent star Douglas James, who recently just made his debut not too long ago in MLW, was facing for the National Openweight Openweight Championship against Alex Hammerstone. Uh, it was a pretty good match. I mean, uh, I know Douglas James was in a tag team match a week ago with Dominic Garini, a, a martial artist. Against Dynasty's um, Alex Hammerstone and Richard Holiday while MJF was out. And of course, Hammerstone got the win on that. It was a pretty good match. And the funny thing is, um, this is not the first time I've seen those two. Um, I did saw Hammerstone and of course Douglas James at a, at a independent promotion here where I'm from in San Diego called Baja Stars USA. And it was for the Cruiserweight title that at the time was being held by... Uh, Danny Limelight, and I will get. That's another story for me to talk about. But let's go on, go on, and then we go to continue with the segment between Mance Warner and Jimmy Havoc. False count anywhere, so they keep uh, Havoc keeps eluding Warner, but he caught onto him at a park, and then he runs away again, and he goes back to the venue, and somehow Mance Warner took the win, but the brawl still continued between those two. Between Mance Warner and Jimmy Havoc. So that's pretty much it for this particular episode. But there are more. So if you guys are really interested in in checking out Major League Wrestling or MLW. It's really worth watching. I mean, it's you don't have to pay or anything. It's just click and subscribe. You can watch many of their matches. It's pretty sick. You know, I love it. I love watching MLW. I say it's a different type of promotion that... It's on its own. It doesn't need to follow what AEW is doing or what WWE is doing. I I love all their content. It's they're killing it right now. I I I mean, it's a great time to be a fan like myself. If you guys don't know where I'm referring to, then you guys are missing out a lot. So if I were you guys, check out MLW. It's one of an interesting promotion to watch. And like I say, you can find it on YouTube. So that is it for today, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of me talking about MLW. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye, and have a nice day.